0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride, and today I'm joined by Dave Prentice, Sam Carroll, Adam Jones, and Gav Buckland as we chew the fat over all the major talking points of Goodison Park. But, of course, this delayed podcast comes on the back of the one talking point, the one big talking point of the week, of course. It came yesterday afternoon, and as a bit of a surprise to everybody, including the football club, um, the government have in effect given the green light for Everton's new stadium to uh, go ahead, uh, choosing not to intervene any further, having reviewed their application. And so is, well, relatively speaking, all systems go. A number of hurdles still to uh, to overcome, but we will discuss that before uh, before work begins. But hugely positive news, Premo. Um, And as I said, it really did come out of the blue in many respects because, um, although there was confidence and there was there was a level of of, of sort of relaxation at, uh, at the football club, you know, despite the events of the week with the city council, nobody was expecting to hear the news yesterday that, that Robert Jenrick's Robert Jennings department had said, crack on.
1: No, least of all, Everson Football Club. <laughs> we got, got a phone call about half one yesterday afternoon from a, a club official in a state of mild excitement, I think it's fair to say, uh, because, you know, uh, as we, we were told and we were explained, the decision actually formally goes to the Liverpool City Council first and uh, because, you know, they are the, the applicants and, you know, so they then disseminate that information uh, onto Everson. So, yeah, they, they were caught, you know, a little bit by surprise. And it's only in hindsight now as well where you hear that, you know, yeah, we were sort of expecting it to be called in. So, really? So, <laughs> we, we weren't getting those messages, uh, you know, sort of two or three weeks previously. So, yeah, we were very positive or very confident it was going to happen. We just didn't expect it to happen quite as the timescale it did. I think 31 days after the City Council approved it, uh, central government gave their seal of approval. And I think, like everybody, uh, the, the excitement is understandable. Um, I mean, this is it now. I mean, I know we've never got quite as far down the road, uh, as this one with any of the other previous you know sort of ground move possibilities but this one has now passed literally every hurdle i mean i know people will raise eyebrows and say well are there funding still to be secured mm-hmm. well you know it has been you know so Everton haven't been just waiting until this moment before they suddenly start thinking about funding i mean that that's very 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 far down the line uh, so yeah you know it's all systems go you know we can actually start thinking with excitement about a move to the new stadium and also, with a little bit of pathos, really, about leaving Goodison Park, but I'm sure we'll come on to that later. So for the time being, excitement. Lots and lots of excitement. Gav, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in at this point, mate. Um, you know, what, what was
0: your reaction when when you... Um, I'm not sure if, if I told you. I, I, I was the first person. To I
2: did, you long. did, yeah, yeah. yeah. As ever, I, I, I had my finger on the pulse of local football, as you well know, you know. <laughs> I, I was busy doing a day job, Phil. Yeah, of um course. Yeah, um Surprised, but um not maybe not because we spoke earlier on this week about the other events involving the the city during the week and whether that would be the delay things. And actually there was a fear and I, I thought that actually might actually speed things up, uh to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Uh talking to Penno early on in the week. Um for a number of reasons. So in some respects I'm not uh, really surprised at the time. And, and given the other events this week as well, so yeah, really pleased. I mean, if you think about it, Phil, we sat in the Brandley Moor pub. Was it four years ago now? Yes. Uh, yeah. This yeah, I mean, four years ago, talking about our plans for the stadium, and and we've now got like a well, they the the state, you know, the staging post of getting uh, kind of planning permit, you know, planning approval. Um, and it's all systems go and you know I, I can only congratulate I know Plano did the piece yesterday everybody involved in the club and also the city council and everybody else who's who's been involved in this project um, Plano and I intend as I keep on talking about this uh, a meeting with the Everton of Society and Colin Chong um, a couple of years ago and you cannot believe and it didn't really even come out on the planet I cannot believe the amount of work that has gone yeah. into this because of the nature of the site as much as anything else. I mean, um, building a sta- stadium is complex, but this, this is extraordinarily complex um in comparison to a normal build. I just the amount of work and the amount of boxes that they had to tick and the things they had to look into and the the problems with this, problems with that, you know, how to resolve this issue, it's just uh, it's just incredible. And to to resolve all them issues and and with yesterday's news, you know, a big, big congratulations I think to everybody involved in the club and everybody involved in the project, and me personally, and everybody else who would imagine the support of it. Yeah, Gav, Gav mentioned said for anybody listening who's not who's not caught up with it, Gav mentioned a piece
0: of Preno put together the the seven people, including the one game changer who who had made this possible, and of course the game changer, um, as as you would have guessed, is is far and his, his commitment to this throughout all sorts of ups and downs, including a global economic crisis has remained unwavering but, but, but Gav there mentioning Colin Chong who was appointed Stadium Development Director probably around that time Gav that we we were reflecting on in, in sort of 2017-18 it was and he's probably one of the unsung heroes um, Sam what was the what was the sort of feeling? You know, look, social media is 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 a barometer of, of an engaged to a certain extent, but what was the reaction generally? Um, you know, what, what reaction were you getting from friends and family yesterday when when that news news uh, filtered through? I think it was
3: just the the final kind of, um, well, not the final head, but but just closing in, giving us that confirmation on kind of what we've all, all wanted for so long, isn't it? I think people. You know, it, it it has took time in terms of the processes that the club have got to go through, and sometimes I think I, I, people get frustrated by that because ultimately, wouldn't we all just love to all just pick up a spade now and just walk down to Bramall <laughs> and just start and just start digging? Do you know what I mean? But you know, there's there's been so much. Um, I think what was great about yesterday is, is everything that the club have put in. Uh, you know, the the eight people that P- Preno has mentioned in his piece and you know, probably hundreds and hundreds more have played a part in 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 some point, in some way. You know, you think of the guy at the council, I think his name is Peter Jones, isn't it? Who kind Mm. of dealt with a lot of stuff and, you know, everyone who's just played a helping uh, part in doing all this to to the point where Everton submitted such a, a detailed and well thought out and well researched application that, you know, the government ultimately have decided to not even have to touch it and, and bring it in and we've got to go ahead so you know I know some people will still like to maybe you know certainly fans of of, the, of, of Liverpool will still kind of probably love to kind of rub it in a little bit until that spades in the ground but you know for us for proper Evertonians now we know that all that work has been worth it that we're so close now to to beginning now and I think it, I think the main the main feeling was just excitement you know even uh, reading you know, the pieces about kind of what happens next, it, it, it is now just putting those final building blocks in pa- in, in place to to begin. And isn't it going to be amazing? I think it was it was Dan Mice who, who said it yesterday on his social media, you know, to see it coming out of the dock and, you know, for yeah. all of us to, to be able to drive past there at the moment, you know, done a good night. It's just, a, it's a wasteland. And imagine now to just be able to drive past or walk down there and just slowly but surely seeing history kind of literally rise out of, of the dock. It, it's going to be amazing. And I, I, I honestly, I, I can't wait for it. And it, it's just, it's, it was just a boss day. where I said before, it was all positive. It was all good. You know, there was not could have derailed that yesterday. And, and, you know, amazing from everyone involved. Congratulations to everyone involved. And yeah, to be honest, I might just buy a little, little deck chair and just base it outside Bramley moor for the next three years. Just watch did it come you, on. day by day.
0: Sorry, did you say you'd had a little drive down on the Dock Road the other
3: day? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I went, I went past the other night and okay. I was just
3: kind of having a look at it and it's just mad, isn't it? I think that, you know, I, I was staring at it just thinking a stadium is going to come out of this, you know, it is quite unbelievable. Yeah. I think anyone who obviously lives around these parts, get yourself down and have a look at, at it now because, you know, it, to, to think of the stadium growing out of that is, is unbelievable. So it, it's going to be so good to see it come up step by step and you know even more unbelievably we're going to be sitting here in 3 years time hopefully with the stadium built and, and that's what's going to be the real the real mind blower and and I think you know we can all talk about how emotional that day Goodson's going to be as Premo said probably touch on it later but I think there will be a, a final ball and a final a final ball kicked and a final goal and stuff I think yesterday was maybe a little moment for reflection and and letting it all sink in that this is very very real thanks to the work that Everton and everyone connected with this have, have put in. So, yeah, a, a good day. and It felt a bit like the uh, the Anfield derby to waking up today, to be honest. I just kind of wanted to go out and just let on to people and say hello. It's just a good time to be in Evertoni.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Ad, um, I'll bring you in, pal. There's, there's probably nobody or maybe only one or two people in the world who've written as much about Everton's stadium hopes of Bramley Moore in the last few years. Um, how much of a difference do you think it's going to make when you're back in with us next week and 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 the pieces that you're putting together about the
4: staging are able to reflect that it's got the go-ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say I've chose the the perfect week to have off, haven't I? You know, after, <laughs> after four years of covering this extensively, but one day <laughs> the one day that it actually happens, I'm off for it. But uh, yeah, like ne- next week's gonna be it is gonna be amazing, isn't it? Like I was speaking to uh my dad yesterday uh, after all all this news happened and you know i think it's re-reflected a lot of views that I saw on social media. My dad was a bit like, all right, well, is this it now then? Because it seems like we've had a lot of these sort of celebrations over the past few weeks and months. So like, but he was like, so is this is this actually it now? Are they are they actually gonna go and do this now? And I was like, yeah, this is this, you know, there's final little bits and pieces to be put in place. But yeah, this is this is it. Now, are just getting a new stadium, and you know, <laughs> it, 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 it was really, it was really nice to see, you know, like the realization come across his face and you know, the brother's face as well, and they, they were just like, oh, this is, this is going to be really, you know, a, a historic day for the club. I think I tweeted that out at the time. You know, this is, you know, in this club's long and illustrious history. You know, twenty sixth of March, twenty twenty one, goes down as one of the most historic days now, and you know, it is. It is going to be really good next week to be actually saying you know Everton will have a new stadium at Bramley Moor, but I think as as you know as Sam mentioned there, it does come along with the caveat of you know it, it it does kind of put this final date on almost on a on Goodison Park now it 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 does kind of sink in that we've maybe only got just over three years left at Goodison now, which is it, which is really really sad in a way because you know it's a it's a stadium that we've all grown up. Uh, going to every week and you know it's it's a big part of so many Evertonians lives uh, going down to Goodison so it's going to be sad to see that go but at the same time now it's going to be as Sam says again you know amazing to see a new stadium quite literally rising out of the Mersey and you know a new home for Everton Uh, it's something that you know generations of Everton fans haven't been able to to say that they've uh, that they've experienced so it's going to be it's going to be a really exciting you know not just you know next couple of weeks writing about you know the ins and outs to the whole project but you know next few years uh, and being able to to cover cover every in and out of this stadium is going to be it's going to be really really exciting and you know i'm already looking forward to it uh, that first time stepping through the doors yeah i think
0: absolutely.
4: i think
3: with with me and adam living in town as well i think if anyone from Lango Roar is listening to this if they need another pair of hands, we're available two days a week to, to get on site
4: I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: I'm not I'm not having it Sam's uh, down for some hard labor by the way <laughs> um, Preno, um you know as you say genuinely exciting um and a momentous day for the football club um but there was obviously as well as that excitement, genuinely excitement coming through the football club and, and and everybody from top to bottom reflecting how momentous it was. There was also a little bit of caution in terms of, look, don't expect the diggers to be rolling down the dock road anytime soon. We have to get certain things ticked off and in place before we can um, start actually Building
1: a thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Sam, I, I drove down there myself last night. <laughs> it, <laughs> really? it, it, it was an essential journey, and no. we were going into town anyway. And, uh, you know, so I headed past that direction. And I said exactly that message to my wife I said, Look, don't be expecting JCVs to be rolling down here tomorrow, because that's what people want to see straight away. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, I mean, the, the piece that you put together uh, for today's paper and online today articulates that quite carefully and quite clearly what needs to happen next. And it's, it's, you know, crossing T's and dotting guys. I mean, obviously securing the land legally now um, is, is the next step. Uh, signing all the paperwork off, which ensures that Everton then physically own that site. Um, there's a very, 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 very small possibility that UNESCO and uh, English Heritage and the Victorian Society could mount an appeal. They won't. I mean, that's uh, that Well, well just... Sorry to interject there, Pran, just literally just
0: before we started recording, um, yeah. la- very late last night we got a hold of Historic England's statement and we just put it on yeah. the website where they've effectively conceded, um, you know, Excellent. saying they understand, understood yeah. it and understand the strength of feeling towards a project and, and they recognise the, uh, the Minister's uh, decision.
1: Well, that's another very, very small obstacle taken out the way then because there won't be a judicial review. Mm-hmm. Uh, funding, as we mentioned earlier, you know, so Everton are very, very advanced talks um, with uh, funding models. And how pressing was it as well that they didn't go down the Liverpool City Council route? I mean, well, I mean that was yeah. that that would have basically scuppered the whole thing. And, you know, we, I argued at the time that was the most Attractive model. I mean, it was just a no brainer for the city in that, you know, Everton were getting preferential interest rates and all the money was going back to the city council and to the city itself. It just seemed an absolute, you know, sort of no brainer. And yes, whoever made that decision had an absolute worldie because they decided, no, you know, we're not going to go down that, we're going to down the private funding route. And, you know, clearly, if Everton had still been in bed with Liverpool City Council, well, if not scuppered the deal, it certainly would have uh, delayed it by at least another year or so. So that was an incredibly farsighted decision uh, to, to take that. So, you know, obviously funding is also you know, the next step there as well. So there's a, a number of small things that need to be put in place now. And I'm saying maybe a month, maybe a couple of months before we physically actually see building work commencing there. But, you know, it will, these are all um, just, you know, red tape, a little bit of a red tape that needs to be gone through. And, uh, you know, documents need to be signed. And it was quite interesting hearing about a building schedule. You know, obviously there's a building schedule already in place. But at the moment it says week one, week two, week three. Mm -hmm. Obviously dates, physical dates have to be assigned to when various elements of the, uh, the building work needs to be started. And when you hear statements like that, that's when you really start to get like a little bit of a buzz of excitement thinking wow yeah this is actually going to happen now you know this is you know well on the way so yeah let's not get too carried away just yet in terms of expecting to see you know sort of diggers suddenly roll onto the site uh, but it won't be long uh, you know we, we, before we know it uh, we'll be seeing you know things starting to happen there
0: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Could be quite a summer in, uh, in Liverpool you know the easing of uh... Of lockdown measures and what have you, and maybe a little bit of return to normality, you know, June, July, and, and hopefully with any luck, um, Everton on site and building. Um, Gav, I, I was going to ask you, you know, as part of the, sort of bringing you back into the into the conversation about, you know, as Preno mentioned, that the, the the funding offer from the council was the most tempting. It made the most sense. It was the best deal, but for whatever reason, you know, it was not pursued, um, and. Thankfully, it wasn't because, as Preno says, if if um, if it had been, there's absolutely almost certain that the football club really would have been tangled up through no fault of their own in the mess and the Ferrari of this week, you know, and and the, and the report which was sort of very very damning of, of the council's practices.
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, we've, we've all just just generally from a, a political perspective. Um, it did, did, did make sense, and uh, as, as Penno said, I think it, it's like that. The club is obviously looking elsewhere, it would have been an enormously sensitive uh, matter, wouldn't it? Really, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's been stuff where you know about to put out, but you know, just to know it's just like going back, you know, going back three years, you know, to know so everybody lived to the Liverpool City Council it's not funding having the stadium because there's, there's a feeling around yeah. that, wasn't it, as well, you know? so and that was obviously not the case. And I know I think he put some stuff out about that. And I think, um, you know, it was just an enormously complex and uh, sensitive issue to try and manage on both sides, really. So I think, thankfully, uh, given the events, subsequent events, which we, we now know of, it was probably, it, it, it's sort of a blessing in disguise, isn't it, really, that we, we cho- chose the, the route that we're taking, really. So. Um, I think I think that that part of it's worked out well, yeah. As well, yeah, and just uh, just and just me,
0: there was a feeling last night. Our information was that that, that Robert Jenrick and, and the Department, um, you know Ministry for Housing, Communities, Local Government had really kind of put the foot to the floor on on getting this application looked at, even though the, there was a delay and they asked for a little bit more time. You know, yeah. somewhere in the region, twelve hundred pieces of of, of of paper to, to get through. Um, and I was going to say, do you, do you buy into the belief? that they really sped it up on the back of the hammering they gave the the city council earlier in the week and so to act as some sort of balance
2: yeah absolutely absolutely i think spoke about that earlier in the week my my thoughts off this is if you're if you're if you're talking about central government talking about failings and corporate governance in the city council what you don't want is to be accused of the same thing you know the two completely different things and, and and you know, in terms of you know importance, in some respects, you can't you lose a bit of the model high ground then, <laughs> don't you? If you've got a twenty-one day target, plus like I know there was an extension. <laughs> if you keep people waiting for months, you've lost the model high ground to a certain degree. So, and also given accessibility of key people um, as well, I thought that it would would speed it up, and, and um, so I'm not surprised with the with the announcement yesterday. I, I think the two things, are, as you say, probably interlinked. Um, you know, and um, but as you say, the balance—the balance is the way they've views there, and I think good and bad news in this. You know, it sort of ends the, a difficult week on a positive, does it? In some respects, mm, um, and I, and I think uh, I don't think that's a, a coincidence. No, no, absolutely.
0: Um, s- s- Sam, s- s- slight, slight tangent, but I thought it, it, I think it's worth it's worth bringing to people's attention for the people who haven't haven't sort of um re- read the story that you turned around last night you know look on a serious note one of one of the, the the side benefits of Everton building a new stadium is of course making it a destination for other things which come um money generated for the for the, for the football club and we're talking about concerts <laughs> for anybody who wasn't aware uh, an Evertonian last night tweeted Liam Gallagher Liam do you fancy playing a gig at our new stadium when it's built and uh Sam what was his response
3: yeah <laughs> 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 He said, "Why not?" So we can all get a, we can all get our Oasis albums out again, I think. But now I think it shows, doesn't it, that there is going to be that it, it does open up something that we've never had at Goodison before. I think the only thing I can non Everton, I can well, there's, there's been two has hasn't there it was obviously Bellew, the Bellew fight, which was you know because he's a massive Evertonian, which, which to be fair was great. And the only other thing I can remember was going to an England under twenty one game, really back in the day. Um, and this is this is something that's that's going to open up a, a new avenue, isn't it? I think Bon Jovi played at Anfield not long ago. I think spears had shows like Lady Gaga and um, Guns and Roses plans before coronavirus. So you know, as Liam himself said, why not? You know, it's a, it's an avenue that we can go down now and explore and and make even more money from um, and take the club really kind of into the into the modern era of being able to you know host these events and you know we're going to have a lot more kind of like boxes and things like that at the new stadium which which will bring in a lot more revenue for the club so uh, as you're saying you know it's it's funny and you know it's it's the kind of nice thing to to look at for now but you know there is going to be a very serious possibility in the future of Goodison hosting these big musical events sport and events well the the new ground sorry hosting these events that, that crop up so yeah, I'd happily be a front row for a Liam Gallagher gig at, at Bramley Moor if if, if if it comes
0: to fruition. Um, I think uh, Frank McKenna, who's obviously uh, sort of heads up the Downtown in Business um, organisation, I think he'd given a quote to the Athletic last night saying he could see Beyonce there. So, uh, you know, cool. maybe Liam's... Perhaps Liam's got some uh, some some competition to, for, <laughs> for, uh, for that. Yeah. But, but, but Adam, just going back to... Um, the key people and, and as we said earlier in, in the pod Prenos put a piece together and mentioned everybody you'd expect and perhaps some of the unsung heroes but of course you know and, and sort of hat tip to this because I think it was Chris Beasley who was the first person I, I read wrote this down he said this way back in probably 2017 he said the stadium will be Farhad mashiri's legacy forget what goes on on the pitch he said mm. building a stadium will be Farhad's legacy and you know for him a significant day because it's a step closer, you know, to him delivering what he
4: promised on day one back in February 2016, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, you you look back at how much Farhad Moshiri's invested into Everton over of the course of his time here, and you know, it's easy to be, you know, a little bit distracted in a way by what happens, you know, on the pitch. Obviously, he's put in a lot of investments to get certain players here, to get certain managers here, of course, as well, and he's spent a lot of money in, in that sort of sense. But, you know, as it, as, as it quite rightly has always been since he, since he put his foot through the door, you know, yeah, you know, I think his first, his first sort of statements as a, as a major shareholder in Everton, they all mentioned, you know, we need, we need a new stadium. And, you know, he's, he's very, he's, he's very quickly, well, well, very quickly in a sense, you know, found, a, found the right avenue to be able to, to achieve that, you know, you know, Identifying the uh, plot of land at Bramley Moor, you know, going through all of these stringent checks over the course of the last few years, which have been, you know, a, a little bit frustrating at times uh, with the amount of time that they have taken. But you know, it's I think it's you know a testament to Farhad Mashidi that you know it's well just over just over five years that he's been at the club now, and you know the the main aim that he has is, is, is essentially uh, very very close to being achieved now. He, he's got. He's got the the plans in place to to actually give Everton what they've needed for years and years. Was it you know mid mid nineties? Was it the first time that Everton were you know identifying a sort of stadium move and move away from Goodison? So it's, it's it's been from that point on that we've known that Goodison Park just isn't really isn't really set up to be a Premier League stadium for the future. So <laughs> to to a uh, for Farhad Manshadi to come in in twenty sixteen and go, okay, I'll I'll. Uh, I'll give you the money that you need for a new stadium. And, you know, five years later, that's in that's all in place for him. You no, know, it's 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 really, really, really impressive. And, you know, I do agree that, you know, this will be this will be his legacy in, in, in many respects. You know, you've got to gotta kinda of gloss over what's happened on the but I mean, even what's happening on the pitch now is is very good, isn't it? You know, with Carlo Ancelotti and, you know, with some of the players that Everton have got. But uh it's kind of mirrored with the uh, with the stadium news now that that's just that's just setting everything up for the future, you know, that, and that's that will be Fahad Machidi's legacy, won't it? You know, to come in, you know, to give the club the financial backing that it's needed for so so long, and essentially to to set the club up for uh, for the long term in the future, and you know, a stadium's a, a massive part of that.
0: Bruno, mm. you mentioned Goodison right at the very top, and obviously, you know, it will be. Remain our physical home for three and a bit more years, and of course, the spiritual home of the club forever, won't it? But what do you sense with Blues? You know, family, friends that you speak to about the move. Do you do you sense that any resist? And I say resistance in 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 the nicest possible term. Any sort of um, objection to the move, and and any feeling that that no, we need to do everything in our power to stay at Goodison. Do, do you sense that has dwindled? over the
1: last 12, 18 months? Do you you think that
0: people... Go on,
1: sorry. It's it's dwindled massively over the last 25 years because I remember the original King's Dock project uh, in the the 90s, was that late, mid-90s, late 90s, when there was a huge opposition uh, to Everton relocating to what is a prime site in the city centre on the banks of the Royal Blue Mersey. Uh, Goodison for Everton campaign was set up. Uh, There were lots and lots of fans unhappy with the idea and wanted Everton to redeveloped Goodison Park and bit by bit that feeling has changed as people came around to accepting that yeah Goodison Park much as we love the place you know really couldn't continue uh, in the way it is and you know we did need another alternative site and it was just the those sites that were put forward were just so not ever which is why again there was a lot of resistance to the idea of leaving Goodison Park But when finally, you know, so this absolutely perfect site was identified, uh, I didn't spot any resistance at all from any supporters, uh, you know, not wanting to leave Gooders. And I think everybody had conceded now that, you know, the time was right. It had to happen. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't any sadness. And there is a huge amount of sadness amongst Evertonians at leaving what is you know, it sounds a bit glib, really, to describe it as a cathedral of football. But but it is, when you listen to, you know, we're all biased, but you listen to independent uh, newspaper observers or the National Boys when they come to Goodison Park. They all love the experience because it's a proper old character filled football stadium, not like an awful lot of, uh, you know, modern photo fit stadiums. And that's why Everton went to such great lengths as well. Uh, to talk to the supporters and what they wanted for Bramley Mordock and what kind of stadium they wanted, because they didn't want to fall into that, um, into that trap. They wanted to create a stadium that still had character, that still had the same atmosphere and characteristics of Goodison Park. And obviously, it's going to be impossible to repeat that and to mimic that, because Goodison Park is unique. Uh, it's got a church in the corner, you know, so nobody else can say <laughs> that. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's still going to be tinged with an awful lot of pathos. And We're actually counting down now. I mean, the new season starts on August the 14th. You know, fingers crossed we'll be getting full houses back in the stadium by then. Um, Mm -hmm. And people can start to, bit by bit, you know, sort of pay their respects, if you like, and reflect on the... a building that has meant so much to so many people's lives um i mean we've all spent so much time you know so in that building you know we uh, so, some more than others and it means so much to so many different people it is it's, a, it's it's not like a spiritual experience you know so being inside there in so many ways and to actually say goodbye to that forever it's going to be tough, but equally, let's not forget Everton, as well as having a stadium plan approved, have had a Goodison Park legacy project approved, and they're not just abandoning it in the way that, for argument's sake, Arsenal did with Highbury, and they're just building up a load of the flats in the area. There's going to be a memorial there. There's going to be something to indicate that this once was a football stadium. Uh, it, it's a shrine. I mean, so many uh, you know, so sort of remains of, of people who passed away are still there, and that will also to be reflected as well so many other parts of it, the Walton economy is going to be bolstered by what Everton are planning to do there so it's a hugely complex scheme but there will be a Goodison Park legacy there but yeah it's, we're counting down now aren't we you know, I think we can 60 odd sixty odd, 70 odd occasions we'll have the opportunity to go in there and witness a football match plus whatever occasions we're in there for so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's, it's very exciting times but tinged with a huge amount of poignancy
0: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo
1: Gav, what what, what will most, you know,
0: most of all, what will a new stadium signify for you?
2: Um, Oh, good question. Um, Change of image. Okay. Perhaps. um, Perno spoke there about, you know, unless some newspapers love going to Everton because it's old school and old fashioned, and I think, yeah. Change of image. you know we uh, you know obviously that the you know the rules you know, the, the plan changes for european football in 2024 and moving to Bammy Mobile happened around the same time and we need to be in around that discussion don't we um about why the european football through achievements on the pitch and elsewhere and, and i think i think it's presenting a, a changed image of, of the football club for me i think that's the, the important thing and, and you know you're not going to get a better <laughs> Better way of you know of um, of showing that change than the, than a the new stadium on on the, the waterfront war you really, so that, that's the important thing for me. It, it, it it's cha- changing the wider image of the club.
0: Hmm. Sam, uh, uh, as an Evertonian from you know a, a, a different de- generation, what what would what would the new stadium you know on the day it opens and the first day you walk in? What do you think that would for you? What would that mean? The club is saying.
3: I think for me it is quite it's a physical kind of representation of of progress and, and the future, mm. do you know what I mean? I think that, you know, I, I've obviously been so lucky to, you know, live on Winslow Street for the first couple of years of my life, which is, you know, facing Goodison. I went to Gladys Street School facing Goodison. My mum and dad, for, you know, m- most of my life lived on Walt Lane then, for, for the bottom of Goodison. So I've always, my whole life, been within... Five minutes of of Goodison Park, and and that's the way it's always been. And so many kind of intrinsic memories linked to you know. I can still see my dad's face when we scored goals, and my mum's face when we'd got a match together when we'd scored, and and it's just linked to you know. Obviously, we, we you have such you do have painful memories of going to match and some grim games that you know are quite funny to talk about. It's like oh, I remember that Wigan three 0 and stuff like that, but. You know, for me, sometimes when I'm just daydreaming and stuff, I still remember just kind of jumping up and down with me, with me mum and dad and stuff in the match, and, and that's something that you know I was I was lucky to do for you know over 15 years, and and then I, So I think now that as you do get older, then you st- you do start noticing things, don't you? Like, oh, a big big grim, The way this is obstructed viewing and the wooden seats, and you know, as everyone. On this call I knows that the press box then, obviously being lucky enough to be in there, how kind of small and, and cramped that is. And you do start thinking that for where we want to go, you know, especially since Fahad Mashiri took over the club, we, we need something new. And for me, the most exciting thing then is to imagine all that stuff that I've done with, with my mum and dad to, to one day in the future, you know, imagine being able to do that with, you know, my own kind of son or daughter or family and, and take them to this... Amazing new stadium where, you know, Carlo Ancelotti is the manager and Everton playing the Champions League. And, you know, being able to say it wasn't like this for me when Dennis Sakulazi and Lucina Saore <laughs> were playing up front at, at Goodison. So, you know, it's just a, a step into the future. In some ways, it's a step into the unknown, isn't it? Which I think is quite scary in a way that, you know, Goodison is what we all know. And you do sometimes think, why can't we just build on that or or whatever? But it's a real kind of physical representation that, as we've said, is going to grow out of the floor and be a statement, I think, for where Everton want, want to go next. And it's it's going to be the place then that when, you know, when we're Preno and Gav's age, you know, 80, 90, we're, we're going to look back on hopefully
1: <laughs> uh, a lot
3: more, you know, all the memories that we've had at Goodison and, and hopefully, you know, meeting a, more new people along the way. So, yeah, future, you know, progress and, uh, and excitement is is everything that that stands for for me at, at this new stadium. And what a moment. It's it, I think my dad took me to my first game at Goodison when I was about four weeks old. So I'll actually be able to remember going into this stadium for the first time, which will be
0: quite exciting, I think. Um Ad, you've you've written a lot about, you know. The, the plans of how actually physically inside the new stadium will look and how it would be different. I mean, just just sort of briefly, just give give people a refresher on how 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 a Bramley Moore match matchday experience could
4: vastly differ to, to what we uh, what we experience at Goodison now. Mm. Well, there's going to be no obstructive views for a start, which I think you know. <laughs> Sam touched upon there. It's going to be great to be sat inside, you know, a home football stadium without a massive pole with like a letter C in front of your face or something like that. So, so, I, uh, think for, I think for, i think for posterity there should just be one obstructive view somewhere so <laughs> just, just it'll, probably be, it'll probably be my press box seat you know no <laughs> what's happened <laughs> to Goodison now you know we've got an empty Goodison, and i'm still slap bang right behind the pole so uh, i miss, i miss essentially the halfway <laughs> line at the minute but uh, yeah so no obstructive views is going to be you know a massive thing but uh no, it's going to have lots of different, uh, hospitality sort of offerings. If you if you're that way inclined, it seems, uh, <laughs> it's going to have you know that amazing sort of plaza outside uh, the stadium. looks uh looks pretty incredible, doesn't it? It's going to have a lot of selection of different sort of vendors. So it it's going to be it's going to be a place that you can spend you know a whole a whole match day there rather than just going to the game and you know you just spend ninety minutes there and then you're gone again. You know there's going to be like different sorts of like Meeting places that you can have, you know, a drink of some food with family or friends before and after the game, which is gonna be a you know, really nice, you know, really nice sort of waterfront setting to have that as well, isn't it? You know, there's that big uh, massive viewing area. it's the uh is that the south stand that's gonna have that mm. big massive glass glass window, yes. which is yeah, the, yeah. that's gonna be, you know, an amazing place to, you know, have have some uh, some nice looks across the city as well and you know. You know, when you when you get inside the stadium as well, it's gonna be amazing to see how that a uh, you know single tier single tier home end is gonna look as well. Cause you know, I think the, the big thing about this new stadium for me is, you know, if you've been if you've been lucky enough to go to I'd say Spurs' new stadium in particular uh, over the course of the last couple of years, you know, that that was uh, I remember us travelling down to that you know first time we were going there and we were thinking to ourselves, you know, this could be a little bit of an insight as to you know how Bramley Moore could Feel in a way, you know. Obviously, it's very Spurs centric that stadium, but you know, you, you can pick up certain little aspects of the architecture. You know, they've got a big single tier stand themselves, for example. You know, you can you can pick up, you know, how uh, how the atmosphere works. You know, how the uh, how the bowl's designed to keep the noise in, and you know, the close proximity of the fans to the pitch. You know, all all that sort of thing. Uh, you can take that in, and I think spares is you know probably a good example of how. Bramley Moore could could necessarily feel I think there's certain aspects of it I w- I would change you know I, I would think that you know the fans are going to be a little bit closer to the pitch you know it, it, it is going to be a li- little bit smaller isn't it but you know I think that kind of works uh, for the benefit of Everton in terms of you know the, a stronger a stronger atmosphere at Bramley Moore so yeah I, I just think the the whole the whole match day experience is going to be so different isn't it because you know, you, you just travelling to a new a new part of the city, you know, as you, the lads were alluding to earlier, you know, this is this is a deadlift part of the city at the minute. You know, it's it's not really anywhere that any sort of Evertonians would have even thought of traveling to, really, I would say, before before all this. So, you know, it's just even that part of the match day tradition is going to change. You know, your walk to the stadium is going to change. You know, if you're going to get the train or the one of them new shuttle buses or whatever, you know, it, it's going to... It's going to be all change, and I think that's the most that's the most exciting thing in a way because you know as as Simon Gal said before, you know this is kind of a representation of Everton stepping into the future, and I think you know that's what we've that's what we've all wanted to see for what 20, 30 years now since uh, Everton first thought about moving from Goodison Park. So I think it's just going to be all change on a match day, but I, I think it's going to be hopefully for the better
0: in normal circumstances we would we would probably turn up to Goodison two, two and a half hours before kick-off I think we'll be getting there about two and a half days
4: before kick-off spend the the whole week there try out all the different pubs that would be great yes
0: (laughs) Um, Prano, just before we wrap up then and and a, a, a straightforward question for you perhaps not a straightforward answer but did you believe we would get to this point
1: I think I did, yeah, uh, largely because of the, the feedback we were getting from the football club, you know, from, from the word go. Um, everything just seemed a little bit different uh, about this one. Um, the, the, the preparation and all the work that was done beforehand was so meticulous and so exhaustive. I think Gav's mentioned it before in these uh, these podcasts when we went to a, a presentation at uh, mm. the Royal Liver Building. How long ago was it, Gav? It was a couple of years ago now, wasn't it's it? It was a couple of years ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, as, as members of the Everson Heritage Society, because obviously there were heritage concerns about the, you know, the site that Everson were planning to move to. And, you know, even at that relatively early stage, we were blown away by the level of detail Mm -hmm. Uh, and the meticulous planning that has already gone into it. So, I know I've said it before, but you know, just you can't really speak highly enough of the individuals at the football club who have brought it to this particular point. I mean, as I said in that piece this morning, the game changer clearly is Farhad Mashiri. I mean, uh, 100 million quid out of his own pocket uh, Mm -hmm. is quite a significant uh, chunk of money, which in turn, um. uh, Attracts other investors, you know sort to the project. but yeah, it, it was his desire and his money and his vision, which has like brought it to where it is now. Um, but yeah, I always felt relatively you know upbeat about this one. The previous you know grand moves have all been you know fraught with some kind of difficulty, which always made you be a little bit skeptical about them, but I never really felt it about this one. Uh, it just seemed to be uh, positive and progressive, you know right from the from from the word go. And as a result, we've now got to a situation where you know we've never been this far advanced. I mean, it is literally, uh, you know, the finishing line is in sight. And that sounds a bit strange when the you know a, a digger hasn't even gone on site yet. But there are so many significant hurdles to overcome, which have been overcome. And so, yeah, the end is in sight. You know, we can actually see that finish line just you know three years down the line. Uh, so yeah, we always had reasonable confidence about this one. And again, that to me is testimony uh, to the people who brought it about. Normally, of course, traditionally on uh, Royal Blue Pods,
0: we we ask for predictions, but I won't ask anybody for, for predictions <laughs> for, for, for the first game at Bramley Moor Dock. But, um, Gav, I'll give the last word to you, because I always feel in podcasts you've got more to say and I would cut you off. Um, at the end, <laughs> um, so at the end of, you know, a, a, a turbulent week for the City, in many yeah. respects, and I, th- and I think, you know, at the beginning of the week we were un- uncertain and, and there was a little bit of um, concern that we might come... Unstuck, or might get tied up in 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 the mess at the council. We actually couldn't have hoped for a better outcome in the end, could we?
2: No, no. Both as um, a somebody who lives in the city and as an Evertonian, really, they're two two different things, aren't they? Uh, to be honest with you, and um, yeah, as I say, it was in a, in a week that's been full of bad news. Mm. Uh, about the city, it's Friday afternoons always a good time to to put out good news. And I think the, the 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 good the good thing about it is, in in some respects, you've now got three years of like waiting for Christmas there, haven't you? It's, yeah. you know, it's we've got we've got three years to do a lot of things, haven't we? You know, there's going to be lots of news about how the stadium's going. Uh, you know, lots of more stuff will come out which, you know, me and Prano have seen about how, what they're going to do inside the, the ground and all that. There'll be obviously exciting plans around that. Um, you know, about at the same time, appreciate appreciate Goodison as well. So uh, I, don't, I don't think we should look at the, the next three years as, as sort of a, a, some sort of trial or something that we should suffer. It's, it's actually something to, to celebrate uh, at the same time. And and, and and this is in some respects this is just the start of the story, isn't it? You know, it's like it's like the 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 closing of the 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 opening act, isn't it? Really, the main act is now to come, and uh, we should all all enjoy it, you know, because we need to, don't we? Given the current environment, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, fabulous news at the end of a difficult week, and, and it's great to see everybody is as proud said, everybody's behind us, aren't
0: yeah well said so, Gav i think it's a, it's a very uh a very articulate way to, to sum up that this is that is the start of something special and, and enjoy the next three years in the journey um chaps thank you very much for joining me on the pod today uh thank you very much for listening uh we'll of course back next week as we uh preview a return for football as we come out of the tiresome international breaks but here we are we've uh, We we, we forgot about it all because of the great news of the stadium. But yeah, back next week to preview with the home game with Palace. And uh, and of course, we will be talking about the stadium between now and 2024. Pretty much every week, I can imagine, to stay with us and stay with us on the website and in the paper today. Tons of stuff uh, to, to pour over because it was a truly momentous day. Thank you very much. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.